we go. What's up, Glenn? What's it's, up, Rock? It's episode 34 of Thrival the Fittest, and I'm so excited to be here. You can just tell in the tone of my voice. Um, I'm not tired. I'm energetic, and I can't wait to talk about our topic. Which is, how long should you go in a training program slash nutrition program? Hopefully, you're coupling the, the two with out seeing results right like if you're like if you're tripping you're like oh maybe it's going to take a little bit longer for me to get results we we're, we're here to take that doubt out of your mind and give you the facts ain't that right glenn yes yes we're here to give you guys the facts and this is for anybody who's struggled hit a plateau how long do you stick with your current program before you give up the definition of insanity states, wait, what is it? This is doing like the same thing, doing the same thing yeah, over yeah. and over again and expecting different results. Exactly. Thanks, thing. Ross, for the catch when I fumbled. It's um, all good. Basically, how long should you stick with your current program before, before you think you give it's up. insane and it's just not, it's not the right program for you? Yeah. So it's first, like maybe you're sticking with the program right now. I want to know anything. how long you've been with your program. Like how long has it lasted? So currently um, I was talking to a gentleman, I'm not going to name any names, but um, we just started working together. He told me he's on the carnivore diet and he's been on it for eight months. Um, and after two months, he stopped seeing results. So for six of the eight months, he's been plateaued with the carnivore diet. Now, just like going vegan, the carnivore diet works because you're eliminating so many processed foods. It's not like the carnivore diet is the is the main thing, um, or it's just like one one cure to everything. Same with going raw vegan. You're just eliminating more processed foods. But when you don't have a nutrition plan specific to your body, specific to your hormones, you hit a plateau. How long should you wait to see if that plan works before you give up on it, pivot, go with a different plan? That's what we want to know. Right. And it's such a common thing. I feel like, you know, 92.5% of people listening to this have hit a plateau and struggled uh, with this situation. Bark, 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 bark. Bark. You feel me? Definitely. You think that's an accurate percentage? I think it's the most accurate percentage you could get. Yeah. 92.5% study show and it could be from anything it could be like your strength program you're not gaining on your lifts it could be you're not dropping body fat percentage it could be that you're not actually getting um less pain from your workouts and you're going to see a physical therapist chiropractor and you're in pain um so yeah this is a touchy subject but realistically um at reset you we have a number that we keep in mind whenever we we have you know clients hit a plateau. So first, I want everyone to know when you hit a plateau, if you're losing weight on a consistent basis, and then for one week you don't see weight loss, you don't need to panic. Yeah. This I feel like Malu's panicking right now. Is he at a plateau? How long has he been on a plateau? Oh, he's not, he's not at a plateau. Actually, he, he actually just got done with his bike training and he's 
um, extra alert and extra um, protective right now because that's what he did for the last hour. <laughs> um, so yeah, guys, if you hear that in the background, that's my dog Malu, and he's uh, he's actually doing what he's supposed to do and alerting us when somebody walks past us on the street and he sees him through the window of the house. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of people walking today. Um, but yeah, so continue. Cause you, you were on a roll. You were, you were are they just, on. are these people just like standing in this, in one spot? Like they're, they're trying to tune in live to thrive all the fittest. They heard we were recording at this time and they're trying to get, see what's up, you know? All right. So, um, basically if you don't see results in one week it's not a big problem don't freak out don't like lose your shit right there's a lot of factors that go into not losing weight for a week like one your thyroid could speed adjusting and you could have just not lost any weight that week while your thyroid adjusts um you could have eaten more salty food this week than you did the last week you could have a scale that doesn't read correctly because there's error on scales body fat percentages has like that monitor has over 2% variance. So you kind of have to right? plot, yeah, you have to kind of have to plot points on the body fat percentage scale to try to figure out where you're at. You could have eaten more food the day before, you could have held more water, or the reading you had two weeks ago, you could have been dehydrated or not eaten very much food. Because all of those things, all those variables will add into you not seeing results. Um, but the rule we have here at Reset You is if you go two weeks without seeing a result, either fat loss or body fat percentage loss or strength gains or even like pain loss, something's wrong with your plan. And that's the time you need to diagnose it. Because if you've gone for 14 days and haven't seen a change in your body, there's something going on with your plan. And this is literally like the breaking point for most people too, where they lose motivation and they stop following a plan to begin with. So even if you say, like, I followed paleo for three months, yeah. did you really follow paleo for three months? Or after two weeks, did you just start screwing up, slap yourself on the wrist, and then go back to following paleo for three days, not see the scale move, screw up again, and then go back to following it for, like, four days, and then slap yourself on the wrist again, and then beat yourself up because you didn't stick right. to your plan. Right. And, that, and, and he's talking about two weeks of just, like, con dedication, consistency, and if you hit – you're still hitting a the plateau, then something's wrong. Like if you're going out and drinking and, and, and like having booze and stuff like that, eating like shit, um, that's the reason why you're not getting results, you know? Um, Cause I've seen that. I see that all the time. People confused on why they're not getting results, but they're uh, screwing around. That's what I'm going to say. I, I wanted to say the F word, but I didn't. <laughs> Try not to say that as much. Yeah. You feel me? Profanity. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things that these uh, people that have gone through a two-week plateau need to feel realize is that there's no one body um, that can't scientifically see results. Um, right. And that's one of the things we pride ourselves in at Reset U is getting every single person, every single body, every single hormonal environment results. Um, but I'll be honest, I've had a, had a client that I cared deeply about, tried everything with, and she lost weight for like the first month or two, but it was yeah. never as fast as we wanted it to. 
Um, and then we hit a plateau. And then when we did other testing, it was a plateau and it was longer than I thought. So that's when we referred out. There's nothing wrong with referring out if you can't fix a problem. It takes a lot more courage to refer out. And I'm talking to, to other trainers. I'm talking to people um, who are building their own meal plans, people that have hit a plateau. Just because you don't know how to fix the solution doesn't mean that there isn't a solution. It just means that you don't know it. Right. There's probably somebody out there who can figure out the solution to fix you. And I can, I can say without a doubt, like a 97%, 97.4% chance that nice. if you're in one of our programs, we can figure out what's going on with you. That's an that, accurate stat. Yeah. Yeah. If you're that like 2.6% that we can't help, we will figure out who you should see to get help. 100%. Make sure that you get help. Um, but the biggest thing I want to touch on is it's not just a scientific thing of like doing definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. But what happens to you mentally? Cause whenever Ooh. we start a new habit, you need to have a couple of things. You need to have a trigger for that habit to start, which for most people is I feel fat. I don't like where I'm at, or I just got enough hope for me to like start this program again. Yeah. So that triggers the habit. Then they get a habit, they get a new plan, and they start it. And then you're supposed to have a reward for what you're doing. So you keep doing that habit. And it sounds crazy, but people always beat themselves up for not sticking to their plan or not being motivated. Or I'm using air quotes now. Not, you know, like being uh, disciplined enough to carry on their plan. When in all reality, remember the deficit of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Like it would be insane if you to keep doing it. Stop beating yourself up. Right. It's just like um, how we always say: if you went to work every single day for a month, and at the end of the month your boss didn't give you a paycheck, how many more months are you going to work there? Yeah. Probably wouldn't. But for some reason, fitness plans we'll keep doing it. You know, maybe we like our trainer. Maybe our trainer is our best buddy. And even though we're paying them, we're not getting results. Super nice person. Yeah. Yeah. We feel like we don't want to hurt their feelings. So we won't bring up the fact that we haven't gotten results in the last two months. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe we feel like we're busted or we fear failure from a new plan. Um, but there's a, there's a dangerous thing that happens after going two weeks without seeing results is you lose hope in the plan that you're on too. You lose motivation. Um, and it's extremely damaging for you to actually get to your goal because most people's goal isn't one month. It's not two weeks in the first place, right? Yeah, totally, man. Pro progress is the biggest motivator for most people out there. So when that progress comes to a halt, you get that mental, physical funk. of just like, what do I do now? And then, you, you, you know, you just kind of – you're in limbo. Um, and – you don't know how to get out of limbo and that's, and that's a dangerous spot to be in. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Like, I assume you were, uh, you agree. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to think about like a limbo as in like in a sense, if you, because there's a lot of power that comes to not knowing what to do next or being in limbo. Um, and I feel like that limbo phase is where people 
can either change their program, which would be the smart thing to do, right? The not insane thing to do. Right. Um, or keep going with their program with half-assed motivation. Yeah. And I think a lot of people take the half-assed motivation route because of that fear of change. And change has to happen. It has to for you to see results. Right. Because it would be ridiculous to think you're going to change your body and you're going to have this amazing body. You can have a six pack. You're not going to have back pain. You're going to feel great. You're going to be confident in how you look and feel, but you're not going to change anything else about you to get there. Yeah. You're just going to eat the same shit, do the same workouts, but yet your body's going to change. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Not at all. Or even in like business, right? Cause we've got, as far as like fitness goes for, for me and Ross, it's such a habit that it's ingrained in us. It would be harder for us to be out of shape than it is to be in shape. In shape to us comes easy because of how ingrained our healthy habits are. We just do them, it's automated. Go to the gym, eat these foods, and go to bed early. Like, that's what we do. And we're healthy because of it. Um, But, and I don't say that to brag, I'm telling you where we're coming from because everybody has something they're struggling with. Oh, oh yeah. But with me and Ross, um, as examples, we've automated this so much that with these habits, we don't spend any willpower on them. Just like you don't spend any willpower on brushing your teeth, it doesn't cost any willpower for Ross and I to go to the gym. It costs more willpower to break that habit and stay home on a Wednesday and not go to the gym than it would be to go to the gym. 100%. Like, think about how hard, Ross, it would be for you to eat pizza three days straight. Yeah, there's no way. Like, like, as you're talking about this, I'm trying to, like, remember the the first moment I, I like decided to start ingraining like these habits into my everyday life. Like it's, it's not going to happen overnight, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is years in the making, you know, to, yeah. to develop this, but you got to start somewhere. Uh, but yeah, man, it like, if I were to eat pizza three days straight, uh, there's no way, like you start to feel super uncomfortable, um, in your own skin and just like with, with what you're doing, you feel so off balance, but then you think about it and like, like there's people who do this all of the time, like Mm -hmm. three days straight consistently. Um, but they don't feel that out of balance because they're not, uh, they don't know any different, you know? Um, and that's, what's got to change. You know, it's all about having, the right habits in your everyday lifestyle in order to make that change. Yeah. And so for us, like with, with Ross and I, what we struggle with is more like, um, there's not success in health or fitness. It's more of success in like business or success with like relationships or emotion. Um, and those are the things that we struggle with. We don't have those habits built up correctly, but the, the, the same rules apply everyone. Like how long can you go without seeing results, without changing? And then just reverse engineering. Like if you want to change, then you have to change before it can happen. So doing weird things um, for us, like changing up our habits, like doing meditation, doing Qigong every single morning, writing down goals every single morning. Um, changing procedures, changing the way that we work, changing where we work. Everything has to happen for you to obtain a different result. 
Because if yep. you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, it ain't going to work. Totally. And best thing to do is just to get outside of your comfort zone. You know, I feel like that's where most of your progress is going to come from is getting outside of your comfort zone, whether that is, you know, going to a gym for some people. Sometimes that's the the hardest thing being, being surrounded by people who you, you quote unquote feel like do that all the time or like, you know, you're out of your element. That's one thing, you know, um, shit. I don't know. There's, there's a ton of things that's the the main one coming to my mind, but you know what, you get what I'm saying, you know, doing you things, gotta that, doing, change. yeah, exactly. You know, just doing things that y- you normally wouldn't see yourself doing. Exactly. You've got to embrace change. Yeah. You have to be okay living with the small fear that you have. And if we think about our fears, we had to write them down. Like I'm afraid that this meal plan may not work. Yeah. Your current meal plan isn't working. Yeah. What, what else do you need to do? Right. Um, if your current thing is, if your current situation, like one of the problems I see for people, and this goes for people in diets, people in, in business, people in relationships that they shouldn't be in, is they incorrectly evaluate their current situation as this amazing situation. And then they're afraid that they'll lose this amazing situation, which really isn't there. They're being tortured slowly by this situation. If you're not seeing results in two weeks in your fitness program, you're being tortured slowly by every single time you step on the scale and see it don't move. Every single time you put on your pants and they don't feel looser. Every single time you look in the mirror when you wake up in the morning, if you do it all, you're being slowly tortured. Like a small piece of you is being taken away. every single time but the fear that leaving this situation is gonna get worse keeps us in that situation and I want you to know that like one of the the most powerful things ever told me is is you cannot grab greatness if you have a handful of good enough if your hands are full of good enough you can't grab greatness there's no space for greatness to come in. So if you don't create space, if you don't get rid of your old program, you don't get rid of your old boyfriend, if you don't get rid of your old business plan, old habits. you're going to achieve greatness. Totally. Preach, brother, preach. Do we end our podcast now? <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, that's facts, but like, I mean, shit, I mean, that, is, could be, that was pretty good. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like we just, we end it. I feel like that's it. I feel like we should leave him there. Hit the nail on the hammer. Hit the yeah, yeah I said that right. Yeah. No, hit the, hit, the, hit the hammer on the nail. Hit the, no, hit the nail on the hammer, right? Hit the nail on the hammer. That's right. Hit the nail. No, the hammer hits the nail. You don't smack the nail with the hammer. Hit the hammer. Hit the nail. Hit the nail. Yeah, totally, bro. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that all the time. See if people notice. Hey, <laughs> hey, if if you're listening to this, if you can name how, if, or if you can um, correctly say how many barks Glenn's dog Malu had in this, <laughs> in this podcast, we'll send you a free reset you shirt. hundred um, percent. 
You got to count it. I know exactly. I've been counting the entire time. I know the number. If you can put that number in the comments. Wait for clarification. Is yeah. Will you count it as a bark? Is that one or is it? No, no. Nope. Four. That's four. And, and I, I did some fake barks. I know they were pretty realistic. Um, you, don't count mine. Don't count mine. Has, just, just has Oliver ever got in a podcast and made a noise or something? No, no, no. Cats don't do that. Cats don't do that. Cats, cat, <laughs> cat, Oliver, when he's, when he sees me setting up the podcast, he's like, shit, I gotta be quiet. My, my dad's trying to do work right now. He, he you know, that, that's the difference between cats and dogs. I know I, I love cats. I love dogs, but cats just, just better trained. Cats just respect the, you know, the workforce a little bit more. You know, dogs just always want the attention. You feel me? Yeah. I feel like Oliver's is better trained. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever he used to meow when I'm setting shit up, I beat him. Just kidding. I would never hurt a cat. I hope people uh people people are gonna think they're gonna call PETA on us and and say, yeah. Hey, Thrival the fittest abuses animals. Couldn't be more far from the truth. No, we don't abuse animals, but I heard I heard from numerous, numerous female sources that Ross does pound the cat and beat it up really, really well. That's what I heard. That is correct, sir. That is correct. Are we still podcasting? 100%. 100%. But we'll end it on that note because that's a better note to end on. Yeah, um, yeah. Thank you for tuning check, in. Check the show notes for Ross's cell phone number if you are <laughs> If you are a single woman and you have an unruly cat that needs to be beaten up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's good to say it better myself. Um, <laughs> thanks for tuning in to episode 34, Thrive with Fittest. Ross and Glenn of Reset You. We hope you we answered all of your questions. And um, if you have other questions, let us know in the comments. Rate us five stars. Nothing less than five stars. Because that is stupid. All right. Deuces.